Hi Rachel, what are you doing? Just finished episode 34 of my Lessons from Lost podcast. That's excellent. And who are you talking to this week? A lovely lady called Celia Griver. And what's Celia's story? Well, she talks about the impact of losing her mum when she was just nine. And not only the impact back then, but also the ones that have become apparent in later life. That's very sad to hear, isn't it, when you lose a parent that young? Did she perhaps have a, a cuddly porcupine to comfort her when she was younger? Well, I don't know, but she did read a lot of books, so I wonder if them, one of them had a porcupine in it. Let's find out, shall we? Hello, and welcome to the Lessons from Lost podcast, in which we share our experiences of loss, and more importantly, what we learn that now, that now positively guides our lives today. I'm your host, Rachel Smith, and each week I chat to a different guest. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the courage and vulnerability of all my guests in speaking out about their experiences and the impact that hearing them has on you, the listener. Please take care as you listen. Today, I'm chatting to Celia Griver, who lost her mum when she was just nine years old. Today, Celia is an experienced hypnotherapist helping people thrive. Welcome along, Celia. Hi, thanks for having me, Rachel. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So you lost your mum at a really early age. You know, you were nine years old and that was kind of just halfway through your childhood, really. Um, I wonder if that's, you know, maybe a a nice place to start is just to say a little bit about your mum, about your childhood and perhaps how it changed after she died. Well, I suppose... The, the thing about that was I was quite young. She had cancer. And, I mean, most of my memories really are of her not being all that well. I mean, going back to really young memories, obviously, I, I remember good things. You know, I remember going out and doing things together. And then as when we get sort of closer to that age, I would remember her being in bed a lot, being ill or not ill a lot. We'd being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know, I suppose, that she was ill. You know, it was a long time ago, the 70s, people didn't really explain things to children very much then. Um and I would just think when I went round to my friends' houses, I would think, well, their mums were just having a good day. So I didn't really notice, I suppose I don't know didn't realise that anything was wrong. And then when my mother actually died, and I remember the adults saying, well, you expected it, and you expected it. And I think, well, no, we we didn't. We just, it was just the norm for us. Yeah. Um, so you had siblings or you have siblings? I've got my sister. And in fact, um, and this shows how much things have changed, really, and changed for the better. When she was at school, so just after we had, I always remember, you know, we had extra, we had an extra week, it was half term, and we had an extra week off after she died. And then um, my sister, there was a boy who'd come up to my sister who was two years younger than me, so she was only seven, had come up to her and said, oh, I'm really sorry your mum's died, being really, really nice. And she said to him kind of, you know, that's okay, your mum's going to die soon, because we we just thought that that was normal, and she got into a lot of trouble at school about that. Oh, um, but that was, it hadn't, you know, I, you know, adults are struggling dealing with it themselves. I suppose they, they just hadn't really sat down and had that conversation. Obviously, now, if it happened now, we would have been given books. There would have been lots of support at school. But there was, in those days, there was really no support at all. Yeah, so really difficult because that was the, the lens then through which you, that you saw your childhood. Yeah. 
So how did things change after she had died? Well, I suppose then it was my my dad was the foremost person that we that we went to. Um and I suppose that was really so my dad was very, very close with his sister and they became our family, really, his sister and her children. And that really we were part of this extended family rather than being the nuclear family unit, I I guess. Um yeah, that was sort of how how things changed. Um, I mean, I think it's one of the remarkable things that people think, obviously, if it was an accident and it came out of the blue, that things changed remarkably. But in many ways, they didn't change remarkably. Obviously, I had the big loss and, you know, my mother wasn't coming back and all of those things. But day to day, life wasn't really remarkably wasn't really remarkably different. We went mm. to school. We, you know, we went on holidays. We went out and did things at the weekends. It, it wasn't remarkably, remarkably different. Life goes on. You know. Yes, absolutely. And I guess that that same sort of wider family were were probably there in the background anyway when your mother was ill. Were yeah, they? During you know, in, a, in support, you know, supporting you and while she was in hospital appointments or yes and we would spend around. a lot of time with them and be looked after you know by them at various times so yes that 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 was I suppose the continuity that was the continuity do you think that you would have liked to have known more to have about your mum's illness yes at the time I'm you know <laughs> At the time, the idea is you shielded children from things. Yeah. That was, you know, that was the thinking at the time. And obviously, cha- thinking has changed. And um, being prepared would, yes, I think it would have been, it would have been a good, a good thing to know. Yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, one of my school friends who, whose mum died of breast cancer. And I think when she was about seven or eight, and mm-hmm. you know, that was we knew that. We knew that she was poorly, but didn't really understand yeah. why. And, you know, just so just, yeah, it's just making me think of, about her. And then also reflecting on my own daughter's situation. So she would have been a, she was a, a child of the 90s, or she is a child of the 90s. And, yes. and her dad died when she was seven. So I suppose just seeing the differences, you know, yeah. as, that she experienced to, to what you experienced. Yes. And there was no school counselling or anything like that mm. in in those in those days you yeah you were literally just left to get on with things so was there any point that you sort of as you then moved through into adult life that you became sort of more aware of the loss of your mother or or the impact that that had on you yes definitely I mean the thing is it's one of those things that doesn't really ever go away so there is, I, I guess, there's the loss of the person, you know, the memories that you have and the remembering and the love. But there is also that loss of being the person that doesn't have a mother. So there's yeah. there's two things that go on simultaneously, I think. Um, and obviously neither of them go away. But all through life, there are reminders then that you are the one that doesn't have a mother. I mean... Bizarrely, in in our situation, my mother's mother had also died when she was the same age. So I didn't have a grandmother on my mother's side 
either. So I didn't have any of that side. And even now, I mean, it affects me now that I'm in my late 50s because I've got no role model, model for aging, for instance. No, I can't think, oh, well, my mother did this. My mother looked like, like that. So my mother had her menopause at this age. Or my grandmother looked like this when she was in her 60s. So I don't have, so that there's that kind of thread of loss, I suppose, of just the simple things that you might not, even think of um as part of it that just suddenly hit you when I had my children I guess you know then everybody's mothers are coming to help and obviously I didn't have that so there's lots and lots of things that that thread of of loss that that runs through yes yeah especially that loss of as you say of a of a role model to follow or even just you know in terms of you know how how might your mum have experienced the, the menopause or your or your grandmother and to to sort of learn from those and maybe you know understand then some of your own experiences yeah as a as a result of of you know having seen your your mother and your your grandmother age and I the loss of as... being the same as everybody else that's the other big yeah. loss the loss of being the same as everybody else never can be the same as everybody else no, and that must have made same experiences, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that must have made things like, you know, Mother's Day quite tricky to navigate, did it? They were it was until I had my own children and then things just became reinvented. So Mother's yeah. Day would be about me and my experience of my of my of my children. And so things like that would actually became easier because they they developed a different meaning to the original meaning. So they're not really associated with loss anymore. They're associated with my children. Yes. My feelings around that. So yeah. um, I guess that's that's how it changed over life, over my over life. Time. Yeah. I'm just, the, the other thing that's just sort of coming to mind as well is that grandmother died early and your mother died mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. What impact has that had on you with regards to your own sort of mortality, feelings of mortality, and so I mean, definitely when I was younger, <laughs> it was I want to do things, you know, I want to experience things. Mm. Um, when I had my children, obviously that that changes your whole outlook on life, yeah. life anyway. Having having children, and then definitely like milestones. I think I can't remember if my mother was thirty four, thirty five when she died, but when I was that age, you know, oh you know there's this and then it's when I was 45 oh just 10 years I've lived 10 years longer than so these things come in you know they 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 come into your mind um yeah it's a thread a thread that that runs through yes yeah and there are so many threads of of loss that run through our lives aren't there That, that I suppose each experience then impacts on how we I suppose deal with it and I suppose to an extent how we then grieve for it as well were you ever able to grieve I mean obviously you you had the loss of your mum did you have the opportunity to grieve for her do you feel that you have grieved for her yes I feel that I grieved for her but I don't feel that grief is just something that happens somebody dies then you 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 know the traditional mourning and and then 
then you're out the other side. I don't believe that it really happens like that. I think I think we've in a way it's almost like a process that 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 runs through your life, whether it's about this or the loss of the experiences that you might have had. You know, I had my children and then there's a grief that they didn't have a grandmother. You know, there's mm. lots and lots of things that run through through life. Yeah. From from this. But but also the, I suppose the other the other part is the understanding that life is the potential for loss. Whatever you have, it's the potential that you can lose it. And we all have lots of losses throughout our life, whatever, even if you don't have, you know, something that happened to me, there are there are the losses that, that people have. And of course I've had other losses through my life, but I've always been able to, you know, to cope with them, to know that you can come out the other side and find ways to deal with them. And I think it's possibly probably part of my motivation to become to become a therapist mm-hmm. over the years as well. Just really that not not necessarily seeing life or, or you know seeing people for what's on the surface but realizing there's so much more complexity that goes on with everybody and everybody has things going on in their life or things that they have to deal with losses that they've either experienced or will experience in in so many I mean there's so many varieties of loss and grief as well yeah absolutely I know when we were chatting before we before we did this recording we were sort of talking about that distinction between loss and grief in that loss is the event where Mm. and grief is the emotion relating to that yeah so I suppose having gone through loss several times or however many times I wonder if that then helps you develop a a toolkit if you like then for coping with the with the emotional side of it with the grief I mean I think you know you will survive you know it's you are bigger than the grief you are bigger than the loss rather than the loss and the grief being bigger than you overwhelming and the it's a process that the feelings may feel very very strong and intense at one point but knowing that you'll get through them at the at the other side yeah. Was there anything that you particularly used to help you process grief either either way back then or or at, at, when it's come up at a at a later date? Because you know, as you're saying, it's, it's you, you don't just grieve for the loss when it happens. The impact of that loss kind of just pops up, doesn't it, at, at yeah. random times? And it's like, oh, okay, I didn't just lose my just me just lose my mom, yeah. but it, you know it wasn't just the loss of, of my mum as a nine-year-old child, but actually, yeah. yeah, it's the loss of a role model, it's the loss of a grandparent to my, or a grandmother to my children. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, reading, bizarrely, reading has always been a big part of my life, and reading about other people's experiences, usually in novels and things like that, I think even back then was a, a great thing. Of course, children's literature, you know, the first things they do in most children's literature is kill off the parents, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, the child is an independent. So, so that, in a way, was a great role model for me, you know, as a, as a child, um, with with loss and then obviously different things as as you know as I get older and go through different books and different play experience and people to relate to um 
yes, I would say that that has always been. I found that's always been a great a great help. Mm. Has there been anyone in particular which has struck with you that you've found useful or? No, just I mean, just books in general. So books can be a great, they can be an escape from life or an escape into life. And it depends on the book and the author. And I think at different times, both of them, I've used them both in, in different ways. But for me, I mean, that that was a great help. Again, I would say I was so young that in terms of tools and techniques, I'm not really sure that I I knew any then particularly. Um, it is putting your foot in front of, you know, one foot in front of the mm-hmm. other, facing the day, um, finding, you know, despite your loss, finding the joy in, in the day. And even as a small child, that would be playing with my friends or being cuddled, watching television or whatever. Different things as I've as I've got older and different things as, you know, go through go through life but finding that the meaning the meaning in life as well when whether it's in the small things or the big things being present and just enjoy and enjoying the yes you know the joyful moments that yes that come along yes and and I would say the other thing for me is carrying it with me but not as a burden but actually as something that is part of who I am that makes me the person I am, that makes me good at what I do, that, you know, makes me have the relationships that I have. Um, I guess seeing that as something, I wouldn't use the word necessarily positive, but as something that is is, is cherished as opposed to pushed away. Um, can, yeah, for me, that's really important to, to, to have that. Um, yes. And I think, you know, that's one of the things, you know, as as I went through life, it made me different. And I didn't feel that that was good. You know, when you're 12, 13, 14, and you desperately want to fit in and be like other people and knowing that that I couldn't. But obviously, as you get older, then we see it more as our uniqueness and we have different interpretations of not being the same as everybody else and not wanting to be the same as everybody else. And so there's a different interpretation of the same idea I guess and different and reflecting on it and just feeling differently about things yeah and I guess then that gives you a uniqueness then in terms of the work that you do in in helping other people is grief and loss an area that you come up quite a lot with with your work I mean, I would not say, I wouldn't say ostensibly, it's not on the surface, mm. but grief, grief, on, grief and loss or fear of grief and loss really underlines so much of the human experience. Actually, that fear of or avoidance. grief and loss. Yeah. Yeah, or that's... avoidance of feelings of grief and loss can be, and yeah. all of those things come up. They are part of our, our, our human experience and they, they come up in everybody all the time, whether work-wise or just personally with friends or they are just yeah they're just so much a part of life yes what lessons would you say or that have you been able to to gain from having that experience of of losing your mum I'm not it's it's quite difficult really isn't it because I suppose you didn't you haven't been able to experience anything different so that was your 
you know your your lived experience that, that you had that your nine. Yeah, that was my lived experience, but also it made me very clear. I suppose when I was becoming a mother of myself, I wasn't. I could be the kind of mother, I could decide what kind of mother did I want to be. I wasn't not being like my mother or being like my mother. I could make those decisions of exactly how I would like to be with my children. So there was a certain element of not having that, I suppose, baggage um, in around that that could be almost like, I mean, that. I think that was something that I felt and that chance to... Um, reinvent the sort of mother-child relationship so instead of it being about loss it's about my relationship with my children um I think that was something that that at the time when my children are adults now so it's again it's it's different but at the time that was something that that did come up for me you know I'm going to have this make this do this the way that I want to do this the way that I would have I suppose the way that I would have liked so that was so I forgot the question now um, well it was really just about sort of what have you okay what, yeah. what have you learned from, from and experience I've, I've, that's guided I've, you in your life I've learned that nothing's so big that we can't cope with it and even if other people for some of the things that I found quite difficult was other people's reactions I, I think I mentioned, didn't I, that, you know, someone said, well, just, oh, well, you know, we're talking maybe about, maybe we've got nothing to keep you here, you haven't got your, your your parents here, and things like that. So often people acting like, oh, my God, it's the most awful thing that would happen, could ever happen, and it, it was awful. I'm not saying it's not awful, but people's reactions, and then I was just, this is my life, this is who I am, this is what it's always been like, and I wasn't looking at myself through that lens, and then suddenly seeing yourself through that lens that other people were seeing, that I found really, for me, that I found really, really difficult. And I suppose that's made me, in terms of my work, I, you know, I, the whole things about being a therapist, being accepting and non-judgmental, and all of these things, and not seeing people through that lens of, of, of judgment or pity or shock or whatever. That I think that is a, a learning. That's a lesson mm. for me as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just sort of reflecting on on that. That the when you meet somebody who you know, you find out that there has been a, a sort of significant loss in their life, then actually, you know, we we see that through our filters mm. or our, our, our lenses of, of grief and loss and and how we, you know, whether we feel comfortable with that or, or maybe not, not mm. comfortable. And, yeah, and actually then the impact that that has on that other person. Mm. I mean, I, I always thought, I don't know if if you find this but certainly you know when I, I say to people that my husband passed away in 23 years ago you know, they say oh I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss and it's you know it it's lovely that they're expressing that but yeah, that actually yeah. makes me sometimes feel a little bit awkward because I'm not sure how to respond to that because yeah. you know it was 23 years ago and yeah. and the loss of him will will always be with me and and it's taken my life in a in the direction that it took because Mm. of because of him passing away 
that being subjected to other people's yeah. lenses. Sometimes some of the comments that I would get from people like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, this must be so awful for you. How do you cope? It really did feel like it was devaluing my life, that that, that, that was all other people saw when I'm a whole person. And this is a big part, but it's one part of me and one part of who I am. And sometimes that 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 focus um, around it could be quite difficult. And actually, some you know friends friends from school. I still have a lot of friends from school because actually I didn't feel that judgment from them because they'd never re- known me any different. You don't have to explain yourself or people coming to you say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, it's Mother's." Oh, I, you know, I've got to, oh, I'm so sorry I mentioned Mother's Day. Oh, I'm so sorry I mentioned your mother, and it felt really devaluing because actually I didn't want their mothers. I wanted my own mother. Yeah, this you know people are trying to be nice, but it just doesn't. It, it's the thing as a therapist, you're told not sympathy, empathy, and it is the sympathy is is not very. Not yeah, very it can feel really awkward to. Yeah. To be on the receiving end yeah. of it and yeah. and I think because I acknowledge that that can be awkward on the receiving end of it I do try to not yeah. use that myself but then sometimes it feels clumsy yeah not mm-hmm. acknowledging that that perhaps and of course feeling clumsy really... is okay but feeling yeah. clumsy is okay you know we we can feel uncomfortable I and mean, usually if we're feeling uncomfortable that's a sign that you're doing the right thing for somebody else because we feel uncomfortable and all life is lost all love is lost you know love is if you love somebody you will either lose them because they die or you, you may die but you still lose them or they may get ill and then that's a loss of that person or you may get ill and that that's the loss of that relationship or they may leave you and you you know or they may find somebody else or they may no longer love you that you know actually anything that we value and cherish in life it brings with a loss and and I suppose the the acceptance and understanding of that so that you can actually enjoy it in that moment yes it's really yeah. important definitely a reminder to yeah. be present and to enjoy enjoy the the relationship or the the thing that you that you have that you that you love that brings you joy to enjoy that in the moment because yeah as you say with something that you that you love whatever yes. that is there is that goes hand in hand is that you know if not definitely that you might lose it but the potential for the yeah, loss and the, loss. yeah and the you know the emotions that that might and yeah and and it can be anything it can be a, a career it, you know it can be all not just relationships all sorts of things place you know places where we live or, or our lives our lifestyle you know the great loss of covid of our of our lifestyles that we didn't realize how how important they were to us when till we couldn't have them but the that whole that whole idea of that it's meaningful to us. If it's important to us, then it's something that we can lose. And that worry, that fear about that is showing us how important it something is to us. Did the experience of losing your mum have the make you feel any sort of anxiety or fear of loss as you as you sort of grew up or you know sort of went from childhood to, to adult? Or or was it much the other way that it was like well I, I've lost my mum so actually I I can deal with with other losses 
I don't think I even particularly thought about mm. it to be to be honest it was this is me this is my life and yes it, it never it just wasn't an issue I wasn't particularly thinking about it or thinking that I could cope it was just like this has been my experience of life other people have different experiences of life and I wasn't it wasn't a thing that I'd on the one hand, obviously, it was my experience, and I did see my life through that lens. But on the other hand, I didn't see my life through the lens. It was just what my life was like. So talking about your work now, was there anything that particularly sort of drove you? Because you've not always been in therapy work, have you? You would. No, um, but I've always been in something that has been around supporting others, um, helping others, improving people's lives. So... I've never had like a proper corporate job um, in a money-making organisation in in my whole entire life. So I guess there was something making me wanting, driving me to to do that. You know, I do really passionately believe that given the right support, absolutely everybody can take control and they can change their lives with the right support. Obviously, there's lots of structural things that stop people being able to do things. But actually, if they are given that right support in whatever way, I, I believe people can can make changes. And I've always, I suppose, I've always felt like that. And that is, I guess, the guiding thread through all my through my career, through, through all my working life. And maybe that does come from that early learning that actually you can cope. You know, you you can cope with whatever life throws at you. And that's lovely to be able to then share that with with other people we can build resilience and copability if that is a a word in being able to to deal with these experiences of of loss or or grief or you know any other sort of and it makes us who we are It, it makes us who we are it makes us unique because everybody's going to deal with things in a different way process things in a different way but it it makes us who we are and then obviously it's going to affect the choices that we make but but that that sense of um yeah of who of who you are that that sort of grounding I suppose in 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 yourself is there one thing that you would like to leave with the listeners as to what they I don't know, a tool or something that they might to to practice or think about using if they were found themselves in a situation of of loss or grief. Um, I, I do think there's no one tool that fits everybody, but if you can find something that gives you understanding, gives you joy, whether it's reading connecting with other people, music, um, grounding in your body through breathing, mindfulness. I'm a hypnotherapist through hypnosis. I think it's finding what works for you and keep going until you find the thing that can help and support you. And that's really important, isn't it? That message about finding finding the thing that works for you because we are all different. We, yeah. we are all unique and we have, and there is as you say, knows defined, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, then we'll help you deal with this in a, in a some more sustainable way or you yes. know, help, help you get through that. But actually yeah. it is about finding 
the thing that helps you, which would be very different to to somebody else, to even you know even a different family member yeah. or or somebody. So yeah, so just reaching out and and exploring, and I guess in a way that's something that I'm really enjoying within this podcast with yeah. every episode that I that I put out and I I chat with a different guest in in actually just exploring the vast different ways in which people yeah. do deal with that with their losses and you know how they're perhaps able to to turn things around from being in a dark place or just coping with with what mm-hmm. life throws at them and it and it is about finding your own way through yes absolutely but there's lots of things out there that can help you and yeah podcasts like this listening to other people's experiences just knowing that you're not alone you're not the only person that's going through this you're not the only person that feels like that this can make a huge amount of difference so if anybody wants to find out more about your your work or would like to to work with you how could they get in contact with you so probably the best place is through my website that's www.blossomhypnotherapy.com um, and there's contact you can you can send me a, a message there's a phone number there um book a call with me that's probably the easiest way to to get in contact with me so thank you so much Celia for coming on and, and sharing your experiences and it's been really useful for me to hear how you have dealt with and and how you experienced that that loss of your of your mum sort of in relation to to how that impacted my daughter in in her experience as well so I'm really grateful for that thank you so much well thank you for having me um yeah it's been a pleasure oh thanks Celia I really enjoyed that conversation and it's given me lots to reflect on from my own personal point of view and I really hope that our listeners have enjoyed listening to you as well I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all of my support networks who helped me in the production of this podcast, to Jamie Farrell for the beautiful music, and of course to you, the listener. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share, like, leave a comment. It's really lovely to get feedback. I'll be back soon with another lesson from loss.